Hey guys, welcome back to our Youth to See podcast. We're here today with another episode and today it's going to be something really, really special because it's something we've never done before. Yeah, today we are doing a Ocean Service Project review. So we're with Andre. Hi, Andre. Hi. So Andre is one of the longest serving members of Youth to See. When did you join? Um, I joined right when it started. So I think 2018. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Were, we, were we 20? Because me and you were in the same cohort. Yeah, for um, um, Aqua Caps. Yeah, and we're Michelle just kind of told us to join. <laughs> you guys are oldies. Yeah. You guys are like, the, you guys are the grandparents. We're voluntold, as Jacob would say. Yes, and I've been so happy, like, the past two years. It's been so much fun meeting all the new members and just hanging out with everyone who's really passionate about saving our environment and the ocean. Lovely. Just being curious, what's your favorite part about Youth to See? Um, I love being able to go out into the wilderness and do a lot of excursions such as like last week we went, or two weeks ago we went kayaking. We've also gone on hikes and just being around a lot of people who share the same mindset that you do. And yeah, I just love that because everyone in Youth to See is so passionate about saving the environment and I just love that so much. <laughs> no, so it funny. definitely is a growing community and I love being here. But um, as some of our listeners know, as a part of Youth to See, you can take on an ocean service project where you spend some time leading a project that where you can learn about the oceans or learn about sustainability and get others to join your passion of sustainability. And Andre has done a couple of ocean service projects. So why don't you tell us a bit about the ocean service projects that you've done? Yeah, of course. So initially my ocean service project started as running um, a club in my school, the environmental club in my school. And through that environmental club, I wanted to spread awareness about what's happening to our oceans and our environment to my school community, as well as um, show people and students ways that we can be more sustainable at home through different workshops and stuff like that. I started my very first workshop around like October and I started out easy with a beeswax wrap workshop, which I learned through um, Youth to See. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this as a test run to see what running a workshop is like. So that went really well. And honestly, I didn't expect the turnout. So that just encouraged me to run another workshop. And as I was doing um, research, I saw people making sustainable soaps. So I was just like, oh, this is really interesting. And I wanted to make that a project. So one day after school, I just through the announcements and a lot of promotion, I planned a sustainable soap workshop in my school where we basically just made soaps out of sustainable ingredients that can go down the drain without like hurting our environment, such as essential oils, different types of flowers and stuff. And we chose a soap base online, which was really safer in the environment. And they had some good reviews about how good, well it worked and we went into a lab, um, a science classroom, and then um, we melted the soap base, which is called glycerin. And then it basically turned into a liquid. And it was kind of like a science experiment. So we put the liquid glycerin into molds, and then we 
and students just put different types of essential oils as well as different um, dried flower petals and stuff like that. And it looked really pretty. And I was just really surprised at how, about how well it turned out. And um, also I heard a lot of kids in the school being like, oh, I really wanna do this again. And I was just really happy. So that was basically, I guess, the start of my very first workshop. And yeah, I was just really happy about that. <laughs> That sounds so lovely. Yeah, and I can't imagine um, how happy you might have felt after um, just hearing all the positive response that you got from other people. Yeah, and that sounds so pretty, seeing all the soaps <laughs> with the dried petals. Yeah, nice. I would love to make something like that. <laughs> it was My sister fun. loves to make soap, and she was, like, so into making it, and it's always been so appealing to me. She makes, like, these insane little creations. It's just so cute. Such a fun thing to do. And uh, who doesn't I, like soap, you know? Whenever I go to, like, I don't know, I've seen, like, all like, the farmer's market stuff, a couple of fancy little soaps. The downside is, is like, I'm, like, really allergic to all, like, the really strong perfumes. Mm -hmm. So, like, I will get a sinus headache within, like, two minutes. So, like, the only thing I can do is, like, eucalyptus. But I still love looking at them because they're all so pretty. Yeah, like, you said, like, the dried flowers. Like, I've seen ones with, like, the daisies and stuff. They're all so cute. But I think that's a great project, like, and also, like, just, like, doing that and, like, providing, like, the experience for people because pe not everyone has the opportunity to do that. So I like how you do that. Yeah, it yeah. definitely gives people, like, different ways they can be sustainable at home. Like, you can definitely, like, make your own soap instead of buying one from the store, which yeah. I think saves you money and is better for the environment. Yeah, and with the holidays coming up, I feel like it would be a really good gift. Right. Oh God, yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's so meaningful when you, like, make somebody a gift. Because, like, yeah. you put the work in and, like, hopefully that person realizes, like, oh, my God, look at the amount of work that they put into this. Like, that's it's, like, meaningful instead of just, like, buying one. I mean, nothing against, like, buying gifts, but, like, it's just, like, nice knowing like that you, like, it made time. this. Nothing yeah, and also, like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but, like, if you, like, make something, it's, like, oh, my God, like, I made this. It's just, like, knowing that. Right. Like, chef's kiss, you know? <laughs> <laughs> one thing that's great about these workshops when you bring them to your school or community is that a lot of people can get involved and it's so great for us to spread awareness about sustainability and how you can be sustainable in your own way and although um, with our current circumstances it may be difficult to get a group of people together you can always host online workshops or post through your social media and it's just a really great way to get people together. Mm -hmm. Lovely. And um, you kind of answered this already, but uh, why is this project meaningful to you? It honestly, it made me feel super happy about how many people were um, really passionate about making something that is better for the environment. Like by the amount of people who showed up, I was genuinely surprised like, oh, this many people care about the environment and want to make a change. And that just made me super happy and makes me want to continue doing stuff like this. What impact were you looking to make with your project? I wanted to give people something and like a way they can be more sustainable at home. And like, it's always really hard to start somewhere. But if you give somewhere, if you give someone a place to start, they will definitely grow. It'll open up many doors for them to be more sustainable. So I think it was a little baby. I wanted to give people a baby step into being more sustainable. 
yeah, yeah that's so awesome providing resources is something that is a great gateway into the whole world of sustainability and um before this interview you also mentioned that you also had other projects i'm just wondering are you open to talking about them oh yeah of course so right before um covid hit there were fires going on in australia and a lot like the wildfires and my club and I, we wanted to do something about it. We wanted to do, so we decided to run a fundraiser in our school. It was a small fundraiser, but we wanted to do our best to help. We were selling metal straws in our school community. And um, yeah, we sold straws for about three weeks and we managed to raise about $100. It's not much, but it was definitely something we wanted to donate to the Red Cross in Australia to help with the fires because obviously wildfires, it's become more relevant these days and it just destroys habitats for animals and also that affects the ocean as well. And we just wanted to do what little we can to help save or help the firefighters there. Yeah, I think I think that's so great. And you also raise money, which is awesome. And I think the bigger part about that is that you spread awareness and sort of brought your community and your school and you got to sell metal straws, which is pretty cool. It's definitely a great alternative to single-use straws. We were really scared that they wouldn't sell, but when they all sold out, I was just genuinely super happy. I was just like, wow, this many people want to use metal straws over like plastic straws like obviously bringing metal straws everywhere you go has been kind of a thing now (laughs) and I'm just happy it's been more um people have been doing that more yeah that is so awesome I'm happy to hear that I love my metal straw it comes with me everywhere it's foldable it's amazing I lost my metal straw I lost my foldable one it was it was a very sad day but then I got given a whole bunch of like free ones when I went on a um girl guides trip so I have they're all sitting in my cupboard but like you but I haven't really like gone out anywhere and like gotten any drinks if I do I always get like the coffee lids it's like if you like go half time they have like the compostable ones so there's like no need to get the like straw ones mm-hmm. there's a life hack for the day use coffee cups <laughs> instead of going for the straw <laughs> mind you most places have paper straws now which is a good start but I mean it's always good to have those things and I also feel like at least for me it was really hard to remember to bring it like I'd always go somewhere and be like dang it I don't have it but like once you like get over that like or whatever like I, it gets a lot better and then you you're able to like do things better yeah Baby once steps. you have your metal straws honestly you just don't stop using them like seeing a plastic straw it makes you just like it makes you itch <laughs> yeah no I agree <laughs> they also cool the drink when you're like drinking yeah. them. Oh my god, that's like, what I noticed too. I was like, I like that. That's nicer. And like, mm-hmm. um, bringing your metal straw around, and honestly, it's one less straw in the landfill. And it just like, you're doing something. It may not be much, but it adds up. So, like, you're doing your part to be sustainable. And that- yeah, and I also feel like it could cause like a change for like other people too, because they might see you having one and be like, hey, where'd you get that from? and tell them and all that and they'll be like okay I'm gonna do that too so like even if you're just helping one person like that's still a big difference right you're encouraging like other people to like practice more sustainable practices all right I have the best question of the day (laughs) if you were a sea animal 
which sea animal would you be? Honestly, after going whale watching, I honestly just want to be a whale now. <laughs> oh, so awesome. They are so cool. Yeah. Is there any um specific whale that you want to be? Um, I want to be a humpback whale. <laughs> it was Ooh. majestic. It was honestly so majestic. It was, yeah, it was such a great experience to be able to. You guys, you guys are so lucky. You guys saw one. I I didn't see the whale. Sorry, guys. I know I went on another day. Yeah. I, we saw orcas. We oh, didn't yeah, know, I think so Emma I got... and I, we were on the same. Oh yeah, Jeannie and I were on the same. Like four orcas. It was, we saw a whole walk. like family. Then I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah no, so I mean, that like, first we're day up picking up garbage. It was so crazy. Yeah, we watched the orcas. Oh, you guys are so lucky. I couldn't go that day, and I was like, yeah, these three transient. Uh, they just like came up right beside us. I could like see their like fins. I saw. I saw photos oh, of it. Also, it was like really like um. Wait. Yeah. 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 That's what I was gonna say. The air quality. Um, oh, yeah, it was horrible. I felt so sick after. Another reason why people need God, to take insane. climate action. Yes. Um, if you didn't already know, I literally could not see, like, 10 feet. Oh, yeah. And Sophia took that. Because of the wildfires from um, the states in California, Washington, and Oregon. All the, yeah, like, um, smoke got moved up here. and It, <laughs> it was, it was horrible. Yeah, it goes to show that, like, um climate and other countries affect other countries yeah and also like that's it's exactly like the um, wildfires in australia they've been happening for a while but it every year it's just getting increasingly worse just like in the states because the earth is warming like hopefully with the new change in politics there there will be more attention given to those issues obviously like it's still pretty centrist and they probably won't prioritize it but hopefully there's just more attention given to it i feel like it shouldn't take like people's houses like people lost their houses like it's just it's just so sad it's like the like effects are so detrimental yet like there's no nothing happening yeah and honestly that's also the thing too it's funny how it's mostly developed countries that cause a lot of the different um harm in the environment but then it's also first um sorry third world countries or um ones that are yeah third world countries and they're the ones that face the most um impact from our actions and you know i feel like having all the smoke and everything um come to Canada I feel like that's also kind of a reminder that you know this is the daily lives of someone else probably somewhere else in the world and um you know being mindful of how our actions affect others is a super important part of just in general life (laughs) and I think that's been a theme throughout these podcasts and our series just be conscious of your actions and how they impact other places other people and the environment Um, Yeah. Also, I think just acknowledging that these things are happening is like a big step towards it because a lot of people like don't want to think about it. Like they don't want to think, no, this is not going to happen in my um, town. My house isn't going to get burned down kind of thing. But once it does, it's like people realize. So I feel like it's like you just need to acknowledge it and then we can move forward to take the steps that are necessary. Yeah, exactly. And a great way to do that is like Andre's project, bring something to your school, um, make beeswax wraps, make soap workshops, um, or workshops to make soap and raise awareness through metal straws. I think it's so great, all of the work you've done, Andre. Thank you so much. 
yeah. and being such an active member in Youth to See and being so much fun and stuff like that, making the experience even better than it already is. And it's just great to have you as a member in Youth to See. Yeah, and do you have any future plans of what you want to do? Um, definitely, I want to hold more workshops, but um, probably online because of the situation right now. And yeah, I just want to make people more aware of what's happening around the world and how we can be more sustainable in our daily lives as well. Yeah, I will come to them, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll be sure to attend those meetings. Yes, and honestly, we would be so willing to help you with your workshops as well so if you want extra hands we got you <laughs> you literally this makes me so happy seeing the amount of support around like the community and stuff and it just I don't know it warms my heart it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so sweet <laughs> yeah and this is a perfect segue to the end but is there anything that you want to say to our viewers uh sorry listeners <laughs> uh, before uh we close off this episode what i want to say is definitely if you're thinking about um being more sustainable um this podcast is a really good first step and like <laughs> all the tips they give you honestly it makes the world more green <laughs> and it's a good start for you and literally being sustainable once you get into it you can never get out of it and like it just makes you feel good using metal <laughs> straws over plastic straws using a sustain a more sustainable soap brand over another soap brand like it's the little things but they add up and yeah that steps like these would will just make our world more sustainable and more green and yeah it'll make the world a way better place <laughs> yeah th those are such wise words and how can our listeners find you um <laughs> that's also creepy but no like where they can where can they reach out to you um so i have an instagram called andre underscore carietto that's mostly where i'll be at and um, if people use Facebook, <laughs> my name on there is Andre Carietto. So yeah, if you want to reach out, just you can go to one of those handles. Lovely. And we will link you in our um, description box for this episode. Perfect. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. I love your podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. We we're so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> All right. Have a nice day. All right. Bye. Bye.